The Federal Ministry of Health warns that smokers die young. Tobacco smoke contains over 70 substances known to cause cancer. Smoking kills. Quit now. Drum roll, please. We need the pool. <laughs> That's such a weird name. Feels like Moe's wearing only a shirt. So you have to go through trauma to become a hero. I think the lesson there is it takes a jarring experience to get people to look outward of themselves. Mm. Well. What do you think it means to be in love and what is it to be loved by you? It might be a roller coaster because I thought it was like the best thing in the world because you know if you are loved by a lover boy you're supposed to be you know enjoying right but like it's not always enjoyment because there are other things that are involved. Men are like a product of society. The major bad influence being patriarchy but like they are still like products of the society and then there are still things that are imbibed in them whilst they were growing up you know i think that love word is a verb and i <laughs> i remember like always telling people about it like you know love is a verb you're supposed to like you know show this person that you love them like every time that's beautiful and i think it's also a beautiful segue into my next question for you so written down it's being in an open relationship mm. slash being polyamorous mm. and being a lover boy <laughs> how does that work for you the outside does not work because to be honest, if you think about his villain origin story, there's no reason, like, again, he's from a rich family, uh-huh. he ends up being mayor or uh-huh. something, you're doing good for yourself, yeah. but you just want to because Spomer did. Why then does it feel like these things that don't make love smooth sailing? I don't know. Why, didn't, why, did they, why did they now take the spotlight when you are with someone? when you actually care about someone and your actions are affecting not just you they're affecting and they're reflecting on this other person it's going to bring all of those flaws to the forefront Like MJ 
<laughs> what does that even mean? It means I'm in Nigeria, Lagos. Well, yeah, I'm okay. All things considered. Today, I'm fine. And that's all that matters. Preach to the choir, say amen, hallelujah. That's all that matters, <laughs> because um, tomorrow will be fine. Bro. When we get there, we get there. Yeah, you start worrying about tomorrow. You're already like stressing too. You're already stressing too far. When you're worrying about the evening, you're stressing too far, sir. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, okay, you already asked if it was an, an anonymous podcast. So, yeah. it's the ninth season, right? Mm-hmm. And I also know that the people I'm also having on the pod as guests for this season, for a number of them, they know me as different things. I'm like, you know what, so avoid a clash of identity or anything. Brilliant, pseudonym, pseudonyms, right? So, everybody starts with a pseudonym. Everybody knows my pseudonym is KV, right? And then the guest has a pseudonym too. And then at the end of the episode, if the guest wants to reveal themselves, awesome if they don't, awesome too, you know? But basically also to have people listen to their thoughts without any bias. If they know who you are, for example, there's already a default bias you know yeah. who you are, but if, yeah. if there's just a random person. So, hi guys, buenos dias, good afternoon, good day, Ekaro, Ndewo, all the greetings that matter. Welcome to another episode of Naked and Big, the best podcast inside of the solar system. I can never get tired of saying that. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel like some normal person would have recorded it by now and just like copied it into <laughs> I think so it's a good and bad thing in the sense that people think the pod is majorly about cannabis. There's a limit to how much attention it gets, even if you don't want to copyright or steal or whatever. It's yeah. a good business. Yeah. But the bad side is also like, again, at the end of the day, you know what my podcast might be naked and big, but it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm always naked and I'm always big. It has like, let me rephrase that, it has less to do with the fact that I'm always naked and big than more to do with the fact that the life I choose to live is one without filters because filters for me equals expectations, equals the things that you're supposed to do. And that's a phrase I hate. Like, I get it, you're supposed to do that, right? But what do you feel like doing? What do you want to do that takes priority but anyways yeah that's naked and big um, and on this episode i have with me drum roll please we need the pool <laughs> that's, that's such a weird name feels like i'm always wearing only a shirt i mean you're wearing a shirt now yeah but like only the pool is always bottomless i mean that's by choice because <laughs> if left to your devices you would be for the kids not doing bad things and that means you need to have your bottoms down right ah, exactly so plus so, oh my god plus winnie's shirt is red right yes. and your frames are red so wow. i mean serendipity <laughs> no for me it's serendipity because titties make the world go round after bumble <laughs> so anyways, yes. as i've been doing so far on the pod for the past couple of seasons because 420 4 plus 2 plus 0 is 6 i have six questions for an episode and that's a wrap okay. you know so i ask my guests four questions they ask me two questions so literally ask two questions you ask me one we go on a break and we come back i ask you two questions you ask me one and we call it a wrap Fair and much. so to kick off because for the longest time Partly because not too long ago, when I say not so long ago, I mean last year, I was recently heartbroken, right? But even before then, I've been dying to talk to a man in love because I feel like maybe we are conditioned in a way where we don't express ourselves enough in love. And that's why you would find more of them than not outrightly. You'd say there are women who like rom-coms more than men do. But it's not a women like rom-coms more than men do. Men like rom-coms as much as women do. Men just don't talk about it generally. And also again, because there were certain things I was feeling when love was shocking me. I was like, Am I the only one that is feeling this way or whatever? So the first question to you for this episode is 
the way the question is written down is what does it mean to be in love but i now put in brackets loved by you so it's kind of like two questions mm. what do you think it means to be in love and what is it to be loved by you mm. and i ask this question because i also know that you're a fucking lover boy you know <laughs> so i don't want any of those macho I not mean, expressing yeah. myself i need you to yeah, help well, a fellow brother out well, a fellow lover boy brother exactly i mean i think love for me it's like different right it's different for different people I guess and I think I know that but one thing I know and one thing I always say is like when people say they're in love they're always like they're feeling the emotions of love right and love is like a lot more than that if you're loving someone you're not just feeling the emotions of love you're doing stuff for them like you're showing them you love them you're you're with that person right like you guys are one unit so for me i feel like that's what love is and I, I when people say i'm in love with this person i'm like you know that's cool for you but like i do not want to be just in love with someone i want to also love them you know i think that love word is a verb and i <laughs> i remember like always telling people about it like you know love is a verb you're supposed to like you know show this person that you love them like every time you know so um I mean, yeah, that, that's what it means for me to be in love, like just being with that person, you're being a unit. So to be loved by me, oh, I think to be loved by me is, it might be a roller coaster because I thought it was like the best thing in the world because, you know, if you're loved by a lover boy, you're supposed to be enjoying, right? But like, it's not always enjoyment because there are other things that are involved. I have ADHD, I have anxiety, I'll be dealing with things like that with someone and it's not always the best thing in the world, it's not always the best feeling to be with someone that has some issues. This is interesting because I'm going to steal a couple of phrases from what you have just said earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't know how intentional you were about it, but you made a distinction between being in love and loving someone, right? Now you said that because you have ADHD and because you have anxiety, you are not the using the words to do something. I'll go say you're not the easiest person to yeah. love, right? But what I was also thinking was you were and are these things before you fall in love or before you love somebody. Oh yeah. So why then does it feel like these things that don't make love smooth sailing? Why do they now take the spotlight when you are with somebody? You know, because again, I'm also thinking to myself, right? Again, there's a process to quote unquote falling for somebody, yeah, right? And all of your using the word loosely deficiencies are still apparent to your proposed partner, and mm-hmm. they can see it, and then they make the choice to still love you, irrespective. But I find that more often than not, when people then are in love, their deficiencies seem bigger. Is it because they are no longer one and they are now a unit and so they, by extension, make their problems bigger? Again, the question is not that direct, but again, I'm just trying to understand the difference between being in love and loving and why you now then feel like... Your your flaws are like bigger when Mm -hmm. you're, you're, when you're a couple. I mean... When you're by yourself, you can like deal with like your issues by yourself. You're not like I would say we don't like judge ourselves too harshly, or like we don't like think about the effects of the things that we are doing to other people, right? But like mm. when you love someone, when you actually care about someone, and your actions are affecting not just you, they're affecting and they're reflecting on this other person, it's going to bring all of those flaws to the forefront. Then you're just going to like you know, oh my god, I'm such a terrible person. I snap at people easily. You didn't know that before, but like when a partner tells you that, oh, you snap, snap. 
me like three times this week and you tip it and you're like okay maybe you have anger issues you know so it's, it's things like that that makes the flaws appear bigger you're not right, just dealing right. with so it again, so basically it's for you right in your yeah. experience love allows you to what's the phrase i'm looking for Love allows you to be more honest about your actions because yeah. I hear you right, but I don't completely agree with you in the sense that it's because you're in love. Like I get it, I get the logic that okay, mm. because I have a partner, I also have to now think how my actions reflect on them. Yeah. But I guess maybe because of the kind of person I am, and I already hold myself accountable for my actions, irrespective of quote unquote having a partner. Because for me, my partner is myself. Yeah. Like I am my partner at every point in time, mm. whether I am the person or whether I am on the streets. You know, I am my first partner because at the end of the day, everything is supposed to. Happen. Yeah very least not bring me stress even yeah. not bringing me peace it's not bringing me stress yeah I, you know? I, 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 get, I get what you're saying about like you already hold yourself accountable but like there are things that you do not know that you're supposed to hold yourself accountable for mm. right like you can't be accountable for maybe the way you speak to people but like when you're by yourself and you're forgetful right because you can do the consequence of your forgetfulness is okay by yourself to yes to be forgetful but like when, when people yeah like I think I was, I was, I was tweeting it in my circle many days ago that I bond with because <laughs> <laughs> my partner was cooking meat and she told me to watch it and I burned it. I'm dying. Like, she, she, will vex for she you. knew I was going to burn it and she told me that I should check this thing. I said two timers and I still got distracted and forgot to check it. But you know, here's a sweet thing, right? As much as she would have, I imagine, ended up being obsessed with you, you just said something like, She was she upset. Knew. I went to buy more meat. Again, you go pay for the Chris Chris yes, reaction. Well, like, like you said, she already knew that you're gonna burn it. She yeah. hoped that you wouldn't. Yeah. But I guess because she loves you, she already knows that loving you also means I mean, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean I think for her it's more she understands, you know, how my mind works and how people can be somewhat forgetful or how like it's hard to like deal with ADHD or whatever. But like I was still feeling anxious, not because I was scared of what she would do or how she would react, but just just because it's not just you anymore. Yes. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not just one occurrence, right? Like I said, she probably thought I was going to burn it, right? Mm-hmm. Because of previous occurrences. It's not the first time it's going to happen. And it's tiny, tiny things like that that would, if you're self-conscious, always be on your mind, right? Like it's going yeah. to always be like, this is an occurrence of something that is happening right now. And it's happening again and again and again. And even if your partner does not care about it, in your mind, there's always going to think about it like, I'm not the best person to be with. I'm not like flawless, like as, as you think that you are even if you don't think you're flawless maybe you think you have like three or four you have like five thousand that you don't know about so it just keeps popping up every other day so you know i hear you i hear you and i guess now your answer but i think on this would it's not an agree to disagree <laughs> because i also hear you but i'm also thinking something like as a man especially mm-hmm. we are very critical on ourselves mm-hmm. we don't give ourselves enough grace and so again that's why I'm having this conversation with you not gently but also trying to make you see that oh my game last us your partner doesn't yeah. say you know perfect oh that's yes, yes 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 you know yes. so whilst there is a place of improving just, for yeah, the sake of improving it's also self, um, I can hear you that's why I'm also excited that brand yeah. that's beautiful and I think it's also a beautiful segue into my next question for you so written down it's being in an open relationship Mm. slash being polyamorous mm. and being a lover boy <laughs> how does that work for you? the outside it does not work <laughs> then why it are you does in not it? Work. <laughs> I, what, how do you want me to like how do I start to change from the start from okay, no, okay so first of all let's, let's break it down into chump sizes right okay mm. in your experience right what you're living in your reality 
Yeah. What does it mean to be polyamorous? What does it mean to be an open relationship? I mean, for me, being an open relationship, I mean, it's the same now. You're with someone, you guys are also being with other people in other ways. And I'm guessing that's what open relationship is. I mean, for me, no, it's I just, it's just so more I like... Get, I want to know what's happening in your situation. Yeah, you want to know what's happening in my situation. Yeah. We see other people, like, we hang out with other people. Just to be clear, because again, I'm a five-year-old. So when you say you see other people, yeah. you have sex with other people. Yeah. Just having sex with other people, or you're allowed to also pursue emotional bonds with other people. I mean, it depends. It's a very I don't know how to explain it because these things are very um, fluid, right? Like it's a very it has no direct boundary so like it's hard to like explain or quantify it but like we can talk to people and then if you're noticing that you're like catching feelings for the person of which it has never happened you can like people you're not allowed to like love people i mean that's what's going on in my own relationship okay like you can like people you can hang out with them you can go on dates with people so whatever it is that you want to do but like if it's becoming a lot more serious then you'd have to like start having that conversation but like that has not happened yet I don't think it's going to happen. My own brain does not work that way. I was talking to someone about how um, the relationship is set up. Like, as we are seeing other people, it's not that I would start falling in love with someone else. Like, it does not work like that for me. I'm already in love with this person, right? Like, I've not experienced myself falling, like, deeply in love with someone else. Like, I've not experienced that happening. All I feel maybe I'm attracted to someone. I like hanging out with someone. I like experiencing this person's, you know, aura or, like, this person's energy or whatever. And we would hang out. So, whilst you're speaking, I have thoughts, hmm. and it's something similar to if you haven't yet experienced developing serious feelings for somebody else whilst in your open relationship, hmm. wasn't it then why in an open relationship? It was something more like again, I think that maybe that's why I asked what love is to you, so maybe hmm. also give you more context to that because. From my own understanding, I guess that now segues us back to the second part of the question, which is how does that work for you being a lover boy? Which you already answered by saying it doesn't work because I'm also now thinking to myself, okay, being the lover boy that I am, finding somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with if life allows us, have babies and all those plenty of things, live in a foreign plantation with three Great Danes, two Alsatians, one Labrador, a couple of cats, maybe some geese, a couple I of mean, horses, I mean, you know. Wait, let me finish painting my picture. <laughs> Right, and I have the you know, because I in Jesus my cinema by Yemoja's breast, mm. my partner, whoever she is, and wherever she is, she is okay. I'm not trying to even put her in a box, right? But I'm very happy to be the household boss. <laughs> Point of rest because she can be a career woman. Yeah. So I go to my house, be doing both the builder shit, love of my life comes back home after you know, doing whatever she is, or we work out together again. Because of the way I see love, maybe that's also why I'm on the fucking streets, maybe because mm-hmm. I'm realistic. Because I think that it should be not impossible to be able to find love in one person before I can say I'm in love one and I love this person, right? Mm. So if I have this person, again, understanding real life is better than fiction, yeah. right? But again, if this person is quote unquote all I want, how then am I even able to create room? to see other people people. because again what i'm trying to get to is i mean i don't know they've been in a relationship or having a partner doesn't mean not having good friendships right but then where does the control if that's the word i'm looking for coming because again you always need somebody better than your partner someone find that somebody reach out whatever but then there's where the choice part of love where you're choosing your partner 
doesn't polyamory cancel that out? That's a question, I guess. So, again, I guess we're not going to segue back to marrying to being a lover boy. I mean, you like painted this scenario there and you were like, you know, with your partner. And I'm like, I mean, what if you guys are like four or five? You know, not just you. You have mm-hmm. like two or three partners. Like yeah. You have your own partners and you all share this love, right? Like, love between one person is nice. Yeah. I'm not trying to like sound like I'm it's crazy or out there. Right. I'm just like trying to say that love is not supposed to be rigid. Like, for some people, it's safer that way for, for it to be rigid, right? Yeah. <clears throat> for me, I don't think love is supposed to be rigid that way. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can love people however you decide you want to love mm-hmm. them, right? Like, you have like friendships that would last 10, 20, 30 years, right? Like you have like friendships that would last from now to your old, mm-hmm. right? What's the difference between your friendships and the relationships that you have with people that you're having sex with? Mm-hmm. It's just maybe just having sex with them. Maybe you think... I'm team have sex with your friends anyway, so... Same. If, you, if, if you're having sex with your friends and then you guys are just like still friends, that's like a kind of partnership, right? Like you guys are still like doing stuff together. So I think that's the, I think that's maybe that's exactly where I'm going to, mm. you know, because everybody who listens to the podcast regularly knows that I really do not fancy communities mm. because I think communities, labels, I understand the need for them. Yeah. I think they've done more harm than good yeah. because I, yeah, I'm literally, I'm sharing you, I hear you so loud and clearly, right? Definitely influenced with the bias of us being taught or growing up seeing images and all of the plenty of love being with one partner. Definitely influenced by that. But one of the reasons I, for the longest time, had accepted that love wasn't for me was because I thought it was unrealistic for me to put all the things I want from a person on one person's plate. Mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't fair mm-hmm. because you know maybe I'm just an insane person watching so mm-hmm. fucking Disney or what. I mean, you know? I would ask what are those things that you want from the person? What, what do you think that you want from someone that one person cannot give you? <sighs> Is that your question to me? Yes, that's your question to yes. me. So yeah, phrase it properly. What am I looking for in a partner? Yeah, that you think one person like where you like still going to say that you've changed your mind about that or like is that still your belief i haven't changed my mind because like i said mm. i was recently heartbroken mm. and at the end of the day i mean someone broke your heart that's like <laughs> i can't imagine that happening. <laughs> uh, it is what it is yeah and um at the end of the day when it all comes down to it the reason why it didn't work out if someone asked me, right, I would say, this person didn't love me like I think love should be loved, which mm. is, it's not a damn the consequences, it's not all of those reckless shit in yeah. take some fuel from it, it's something more like, love is about today. Mm-hmm. Again, tomorrow doesn't really matter, it does, but love is about today. I'll give you a random example. One of the times when I was fighting with this person, right, it was, not to, it was, it was so funny, it's, like, women are fascinating creatures. Anyway, so we're having one of those conversations and it's like, okay, what happens if I get pregnant? And I'm like, straight up, okay, in this point in my life, if you get pregnant, I'll ask you to abort it, mm-hmm. right? And then this person says it made her feel some type of way. She had a valid reasons for why it made her feel some type of way. But then it was not starting to create a fight of sorts because, okay, I hear that we're not on the same page on this. And I literally have to call her like maybe two days. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. wait. I understand you're obsessed with me, right? But this thing clearly, I don't want you to get pregnant. You don't want to get pregnant. Why you are we creating a problem out of something that has not happened yet? Yeah, like at yeah. the end of the day, right? Yeah, way life will be way. Now we go to find the pregnancy tomorrow, Seth. I mean, you, 
you get? So I, I guess, but so, I understand where she was coming from. So I completely get where she was coming from. So for me, I think that's how I would actually recklessly define love. It's like it's a present continuous thing. It's a again to the best of your knowledge and again obviously you have to be wise. Um, all of the things that could be and are all that matters is today, all that matters is okay, you know what, for example, it sounds very dumb, right? But so my boss sends me a query and I have so much work to do. But right now there's no light and I'm going to my boyfriend's or I'm going to my girlfriend, I'm going to watch anime and chill. You know, at the end of the day we often think that love should be quote unquote the grand vacations and all of that. But last us. More often than not, we really just want someone to share the mundane things with. Yeah. You know, and again, I understand that's what friends are, but I guess the line drawn between friendship and partnership is because this person is also your friend, and you also know that if you share this problem or share this thing with them, mm-hmm. it will affect their energy. And whilst you know that they are there for you if you need them to be there for you. You also take responsibility also because you know there are problems too there's no point burdening this person with this because why yeah. again if there's a good reason why you should even if, if maybe they'll be able to give you advice obviously you do that but i guess that's the line french man partnership draws because yeah. partnership would say if i tell you or not it could still affect us and like, me def- and you. definitely there's there's a difference between friendship and partnership but like you said something about how um you your partner did not love you the way you wanted her to love you i mean is that what you said yeah i guess so you know it's a present continuous time yeah it's okay now not so, tomorrow yeah so like that's what you know for me it feels like like i said you would know when someone loves you mm-hmm. like the way the way your soul How wants you to know? be loved I, I don't know you just know like mm-hmm. I think the best you know? way to describe it would be safety, right? Like you would know that this person loves me regardless of whatever is going to happen, regardless of whatever it is that I'm going to do, regardless yeah. of whatever my flaws are, they would love me, right? Yeah. You would know because they would show you. Like yeah. you would know, like if that's, something, that, if something happens, for, yeah, for to say that, they would show you. You just have, you won't just know. Yeah, because would, you can hope. They would reassure, they would reassure you, you, you in their different yeah, ways. Sometimes yeah. they would say, sometimes they will show you. Fine, let me bust you. Let me summarize it for you, right? <laughs> okay, so it's not. I'm so because so, I'm really trying not to put her on that bus because she did nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. But again, we had a straight up conversation. I'm okay. Where all things are good, where we are healed from all our trauma and everything, everything, and everything. Where do you see a future with us? And this human being said she sees herself being on my groom's mentoring on my wedding day. Nah, she does not want to marry you. Pretty much. And in my head, like, again, there's no point. Like, if that's yeah. a big picture, at the end of the day, you can't love people into loving you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if they say they do or whatever. Oh, so, okay, I, I think I understand what you're saying. So, again, she, like, we are great friends or we should be great friends or whatever, but baby girl, I'm not trying to be I'm like, sure, babe. We can be friends if you want me so, to we'll be it, friends. In short, it felt like she did not see, like, a future with you. That's what it made you feel like. I'm really trying not to give. I think I'll just edit all these parts. Long story short, this babe. I respect it, but I don't want to be loved like that. I want to be loved knowing that we both know that neither of us is perfect. Yeah. We both know that we love each other irrespective of our imperfection yeah. and we are ready to see through the ugly. Yeah. You know, because I didn't know anything less. And that's what I mean by I'm at the point where I haven't changed my mind as regards how I think. Because again, not because people are not capable, but maybe because generally now, these days, people are too 
maybe too wise or too guarded or mm. you need to be healed to a certain level before I saw a tweet joking and say come to me only if you are healed and I respect it but there's also what if is in meeting you that I also get my healing again everybody yeah, you don't build things nobody wants yeah. healing nobody wants therapy but I worry about the place of you know, maybe it's too much exposure or too much knowledge uh, because that, that, a lot of those had like all these things where we do do chess. That comes to me when you're here, this bullshit. Nobody is healed. People are still as fifty. They are still dealing with their trauma from childhood. All, of, all, all that comes to me when you're here, this bullshit. Nobody is getting exactly. So, so, so it's almost like is it just all of us wanting to be perfect yes, first before, and that's why what, what I can't do like. that. Like I, I, I used to think that too. I used to think oh, I have to like make money first for entire relationship. No, like, that you, bullshit. You don't have no. to be like perfect and like to be in a perfect headspace to be in a relationship. Like you might feel that you need to be, and you might feel like you don't want to hurt somebody, but like. If you're with someone that understands you, it makes you going through that thing that you think you're going through a lot easier. I'm smiling so widely because you saying that is almost like you making the point I made earlier about why are you emphasizing on your flaws if your partner has already oh, loved definitely. you. So it's almost well, the same thing. I, mean, I was just saying like, no, that was just from my own like head, right? Yeah. Most of the time, if I'm thinking about love, that's what it's that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about ways that I could be a better partner, right? We're so always looking to self-improve. Exactly. Yeah. So it's always like, you know, there's something to always think about and work on. I feel like that's how me I operate. Like I just always want to be a better person for this I person. hear you loud. Okay, I'm exactly. very I'm same. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm also deliberately whilst not arguing and disagreeing, I'm also trying to make sure you remember to give yourself grace because sometimes also yeah. learning to do. Oh, you definitely. know, because as you just said, you're always trying to be a better person. Where's the point where you acknowledge the person that you are and yeah. revel in it? I mean, you can't I mean, always, like it makes sense always be trying to be better. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was, I was just saying that, and I, mean, I would even say this because when that thing happened, right, she sat me down and she told me that you know there's nothing that I could have done in the past that can affect the future. Basically, I think she heard it in church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that the only thing that can affect the future is the things that you do now, right? Like, She's so, so if you're She's like, if you're like, regretting everything you've done if you're like thinking about it that all oh, this shit is going to like affect my future that like, it's not going to affect it as, as hard as you think it's going to the only thing that can affect it is, are the things that you do right now yeah so you know like, i think the only thing that matters is now and you know if exactly and, and that like plays into the reassurance thing i was talking about like there are moments that i would be going through shit like i'll be spiraling and then she would you know should you're reassure not, you yeah you're not like you. you know you're not like in this alone like you're you Must be nice. You can, you, you're allowed to be flawed. <laughs> you know, there's that meme that says, Congrats, nice, happy for you. That's me right now. Okay, guys, so yeah, we've asked each other a bunch of questions, but I can pretend and say we've asked each other two questions and one question. So don't go anywhere, I was going to quick break to recalibrate our thoughts. And when we come back, we'll wrap the pod by me asking we need to pull two more questions. He asked me one and we call it a day. In the meantime, whilst we're on the break, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to share with a friend if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. If you've hated it, please don't forget to share with an enemy to punish them and we'll be right back. According to Obasanjo's internet, cookies are small text files sent by the website you're visiting to the computer or device being used. If accepted, these cookies are stored on the web browser of your device and can then track, collect, and send data from your browser to the website owner. However, that is not what we mean by cookies. For us, they are beautifully crafted with love pieces with a velvety taste of chocolate or a burst of peanutty goodness when you take a bite. 
So now that you've been properly educated, you can make a more informed decision. So we ask, will you accept our cookies? Funash Treats, home of big treats. Sick of the shit hole called Nigeria. As always, my motto. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I do not still want to like leave. I laughed when my brother told Stuck me, but I support my mother. She carried my picture to Shindo last year or two years ago, I don't know. That the jazz that is making me still stay in Nigeria. Because you know what, I don't understand it. I claim to be suffering, but I still don't feel the need to leave. I guess maybe because it's privileged, because Nigeria never touch us. I swear. Nigeria don't touch me. It touch me well. <laughs> don't worry. It touch me. I'm just saying, I, I think to an extent it feels like laziness because other people are always working towards leaving the country. Everybody's, you know, you turn your neck, someone has left. Turn your neck to the other side, someone too has left. And you're like, okay, maybe that's like the way to progress, right? Yeah. But like, you're here and you're still suffering. I'm like, I do not see a pathway where I'm just going to start hustling to get the visa. Like, the whole process sounds very stressful. That's my issue. If someone comes to give me a job and say, okay, come to my country, I would gladly follow them. But like, going through that process of you're going to write exam, you're going to proof of funds, you're going to have like your master's to increase your points to relocate, you're going to have to like deposit money. Where do I want to see money? Someone tell you that you need like four million. Four, who wants to give me four million? <laughs> the whole job process will probably cost about 15M. 15? Yeah, like the whole thing, you know, like, I mean, the whole thing, by the time I mean, you pay for this, pay it, for medical, all those things, like, so, so, yeah, exactly. So, that's like the funny thing. People that are living can actually afford to live, or they, they just enter bastards. Don't exactly, worry, don't worry. Because they know that when they leave, they'll be able to sort it out. Yeah, that's why, again, for them, you, you wish we, you know what, I don't tire for Nigeria. So I, I think for me again, like, I understand my mother because to be honest, I honestly have no logical reason. reason to be here. At the end of the day, life does not have to be very complicated. If you're living here and you're, you're good, you're living a life that you want to live and that's fine by you, then that's very fine. I think my Don't dad and I, on his birthday, we're having a conversation and he just does this and he just checks yeah. on me, right? Because I'm the only one in Nigeria and he says, How far what are your thoughts on living? And I claim, I say, listen, that I have no qualms against living rights. But one thing is sure, I'm not living to start again at the bottom of the future. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so what that means is, if I'm going to leave, for example, is either I've worked here enough to a point where when I'm leaving, I'm going to manage, not again in manager position, literally, but I'm going there to live the kind of life I'm yeah. living. Basically, I'm chill. Otherwise, again, yes, you want to be the big fish in small pond. No, I like do alright. You know, I'm not. I'm just not going anywhere to start at the bottom. Again, I understand that no matter where you are, you're always going to have to work and all of those things. But again, there's a difference between traveling and yeah, just some creative that was hired here and kind of. I don't know if you saw Intergalactic, but a similar job. Have you seen Intergalactic? Uh, the Kikadi animation. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. love one. Yeah, so something similar to that. I don't mind going to a new place where they literally create a job for me. No yeah. problem. Again, it's not bottom of the food chain, but yeah, you see how they like, go there, they like, scrap. Yeah, and no, that. they'll be paying your rent or like that. Do you get me? And taking care of shit for you. Ah, no, just no, if, if it's not that, um, I mean that's the goal or the idea. Come <laughs> on, let's go back to podcast, Jerry. Yes. Yeah, so, do do do. Hi guys, we're back. It's KV again with Winnie the Pooh. 
if you're just joining us, why did you chuckle? You love that name so much. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> right, yeah, so I hope you've already hit the subscribe button. For you guys, the break was probably less than 30 seconds before us. We had a good break. So now our brains are recharged ish and we're ready to go again. So getting straight to it, I think this question is a fun question. And I wrote it down for you because I believe in you, so do not fall my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh not, my god. Do not no. fall my hand. The question is very simple, but like I said, it should be very interesting. Okay. If you could be any fictional character in the imaginative universe, hmm. who would it be and why? I know say that why they come. Like, obviously, obviously. <laughs> so just tell me Clarkent, I'll say okay, I'll move on. Obviously, I have to tell me why now. Uh, you know, so yeah, oh if you could be any fictional character in the world, factoring in that this is the real world. So if you are Storm, for example, uh, you are literally winning the pool who lives in Lagos, but you can't control the weather, you can all those things. Uh, yeah, so if you could be any fictional character in the imaginative world, who would it be and why? I mean, I would think of a rich character. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Because funds. Richie Rich. Like the funds have to be there. And I need to have inherited those funds. Not work for not it. Work. I do not want to work for shit. So hmm. I was going to say Lex Luthor, but Lex might have worked for his shit, but father was also rich, so no. Batman inherited his shit, so he did not work for shit. So well, his parents died, you want that trauma? Oh my god. That's, that's so sad. Hmm. Why do um I feel like Why all, bad things to good people? No, 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 like all the heroes in all these DC, like they always lose one parent or both. It's part of development. So you have to go through trauma to become a hero. I think the lesson there is it takes a jarring experience to get people to look outward of themselves. Mm. Well, that's an interesting take. Deep, deep, anyway. deep, 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 yeah. <laughs> I would not want to be Superman, Shia. Superman is poor. I'm going to be Superman. Or maybe Superman Prime 1000, the one that went to sleep inside sun for 1000 years and then he became very, very strong and then can control the fifth dimension. Yeah, maybe that guy. But like, the most important part is the money. That's what I care about. I want to be a rich character. It does not matter the one. I feel like even the rich guy, like Lex Luthor, could have just been a rich guy and just they carry matter for us. Why? Unnecessary. Why? It'd be like you know, almost. It'd be like. I wanted to save the world. Like what did he think he was doing? I wanted to control. Was he that? So I think he just wanted to make a point against Clark Kent slash Kandel. Because to be honest, if you think about his villain origin story, there's no reason, like, again, he's from a rich family, uh-huh. he ends up being mayor or something, uh-huh. you're doing good for yourself. Yeah. But you just want to, because Superman did, I will that be his greatest enemy? Oh, or yeah. I, 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 I think he was more scared of the possibility of Superman and how, you know, if he went bad, there would not be defense. I mean, I think that's the that was his excuse. Again, I guess there are different reasons that we can, yeah. we can pull up because I think going like by Smallville's yeah, version, for yeah, example, yeah. the reason why Lex Luthor became was because he felt Kalel betrayed him because not tell him who he yeah. was. But again, entitled bitch. Because okay, I for whatever reason I did not trust you with my real identity. That's why you're upset. Like make it make sense. Uh, so, so okay, but you do I mean you would pass for a next to to be honest. I swear Halloween you should actually go dress up next to it shouldn't it shouldn't be hard to pull off. So have you decided who you want to be or we're just gonna go with Lex Luthor? Yeah, let's go with Lex. No, not Lex. Damn but my experience died. Oh I mean the Lex and be a good Lex, quote unquote. Yeah. Um no uh, what's the name of this guy? Um 
was that Smallville or was that Arrow? Oliver Did you, not Oliver, because Oliver was shunning on Leonard for some time. Because I don't want about to be hunting <laughs> rabbits and shit. Like I don't need that growth. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think the other guy, um, the atom guy. Yes, the atom guy. Yeah. I had money and was reading. Uh, yeah, Stas yeah, was yeah. chill now. His character shall is yeah, almost yeah, like Lex like Luthor without yeah, the yeah, trauma. Yeah, so yeah, it could be that guy. guy. For anyone who's wondering, I'll add all of this information in the show notes, so no worries. That's fictional. Just for the fun of it, if it could be any celebrity, who would you be? Hmm. Any celebrity right now? I mean, most of these guys are weird as fuck. Um, I think the person I admire right now is Rema. I mean, it's still unproblematic right now. Um, Rivers, if you're a river listening to this, uh, you know, tell other rivers that um, <laughs> naked and big love Rema, so you have to get our streams up. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. No, I don't know that many celebrities. You'd not ask me for me if I could be in celebrity, I'll be Ryan Reynolds. Yes, I should have said Ryan Reynolds. He's so cool. That guy. Oh, the guy that. I'm beefing him, look you. <laughs> because, first of all, how can you be married to Big Lively, who I love? Having dated or having married Scarlett Johansson, like, what's wrong with you? You then end up playing Deadpool, you end up owning like this really cool football club, actually being a brilliant person who uh, almost nobody seems to hate. Yes. Man, brilliant and unproblematic is just living his life. He's just living his life, and you can tell that that guy is adventurous. For a white person, I hope that if I kill white people, they spare him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would. I would, I would, I would, I would, yeah, they should spare. Uh, him. Yeah, it's my favorite white person. Yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite. I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh, I think it's my favorite white person. I, I don't know any other white person I like like that. So fictional, you're the atom, and non-fiction, you are my up for Ryan Reynolds. What has to be fits up for it? <laughs> All right. So what we're gonna do now is instead of me asking you your second question and you asking me one question, so you wrap up the pod, ask me one question, and then I ask you one other question, and we wrap up the episode. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, what kind of questions do people ask? It's fine if you don't have a question, I love it because the questions you guess have been giving me these days, they didn't make me think. So if you don't have it's completely fine. I, would I just mean, ask I was you. I was going to say do you believe in reincarnation, but nah, that sounded too deep. No yeah. such thing as too deep on Nicky and Big. Huh. Yes, what is your opinion about people that they call sluts? I'm a slut, so what's my opinion on myself? Yeah, like so do you mean the layman Asheru or the 21st century sluts like we identify oh, I mean like we, you know. I think sluts are awesome people. I think, again, this is never trying to focus too much on the fact that I belong to that community. But I think to be able to call yourself a slut takes a certain level of self-accountability and honesty. Yeah, because at the very least, you admit to yourself that you like sex a lot, you're willing to quote unquote. I mean, me, I don't like it. sex like that. You don't? I'm just a whore. That's the problem. I don't understand. You don't like sex like that, but you're a whore. Please differentiate. I mean, it doesn't have to involve sex now for you to be a whore. I just like, like being these people. Interesting. Oh, well, I like to fuck. <laughs> That's not my question. That, that question did not... You know, follow. You know, follow. Okay, yeah. Like... So what was the question again? I think 
that people who call themselves sluts are people and people deserve love and sluts deserve love too yeah that's what i think and um so yeah over to you for your final question so we can call it a day um it's an interesting one a couple of weeks ago there was some buzz because a footballer's wife called for divorce and found out in the course of proceedings that all of his property (laughs) had registered under his mother's name Uh, although i should also say that the reason for the divorce i believe was because he raped somebody i'm not sure of the details but again the thing the media focused on was you know how brilliant he was because he puts everything he owned under his mother's name uh, right uh, uh, um but yeah just using that as not the focal points but as a case study as regards the relationship between sons and mothers also a tangent that should run alongside this question is understanding how just generically there's something called having daddy issues and so i guess on the flip side there is mommy (laughs) issues or mommy boy mommy's boy you know all of these things are cooking in the pots my question is how do you think all of these biases affect men and their relationship with partners biases as in their relationships with their mothers like how does it affect their relationship with their partners okay let me try and rephrase so something more like okay understanding that these are even conversations you know oh this is why you should always get a prenup Mm. or oh this is why you should check who is the property under names or all of these fancy things right what are your thoughts on the relationships men have with their parents, either their mothers or their fathers, because we also know that generally, I think at least in the last 30 years or 50 years, they have been more trauma-inducing people and occurrences because men haven't been men in their sons' lives, mm. right? I don't know if there's a study out there where we can actually point out the fact that boy children just don't have enough men figures in their lives and a man figure and a man figure not leaning at all towards whatever patriarchy defines a man as but mm. somebody who is responsible for his own and himself mm. you know he takes care of his people and again mm. i know how very generic that sounds like a man yeah. taking care of but yeah. again even if you're a woman you take care of your people you show up as you can show up right? yeah so again yeah so the question is knowing how all of these biases or when i say biases again these are biases they are not the truth they are a version of the truth based on your experience right so given all of these biases what would you tell any man who stumbles across this podcast to help him not unlearn it but help him understand and make him aware that these are biases that exist and he could be prey to it if he doesn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Again, coming from somebody who has a partner. So yeah. again, I just understand that, okay, if your mom is tribalistic, right, for mm-hmm. example, right, how does that influence you being with your partner? Does it now make it, again, subconsciously, you know that, okay, we're just going to be long-term boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. not getting married because I don't want to ruffle feathers here or I'm ready to go against the family. You know how yeah. it's basically just influence. Like how does yeah. that, yeah. I think... First of all, if anybody is like listening and they intend to like change their mindset, like if that's like what they want, mm-hmm. then they already like you know started the should I say the steps towards unlearning, unlearning you know the thing that society has taught us, right? Like because men are like uh, products of society, the major bad influence being patriarchy, but like 
there are still records of the society and then there are still things that are imbibed in them whilst they were growing up you can meet different men one person without the father one person with the father they still have like the same traits it's like mm-hmm. it's very random right like things like that happen i would not go and you know point and say oh this is the cause of yeah this, the cause yeah. of this but like it happens and then the only thing is that this is what happened like you have to consciously want to change right like you have to consciously want to unlearn the things that you think are wrong but like a lot of people are not like open-minded like it's a continuous debate every single time and i'm like are you generally having the wrong conversations right like because these things are core beliefs right like people that have a particular way of thinking it's not just because of one conversation that to change how they believe Mm -hmm. right it's something that they've probably held deep inside them I keep saying like I listen to a podcast and then they say something about how people that believe that the world is just would most likely be people that would victim blame, right? Because they think that people that get assaulted deserve to get assaulted because of whatever that they must have done because the world is just in their brain. So like if you think the world is just, you think that okay, that person is someone that is sensible because the world should be just, right? Mm-hmm. But like they would hold that view and then to be feeding into something that is causing harm to other people, right? And then we're having minor conversations about how what they are saying is doing that somehow it feels like a whole endless cycle. But like these conversations are needed to be had anyway. Have you had? Have have listen to my English now, mother tongue. It's from these questions that you know I you know also unlearned the things that we grew up learning. Mm-hmm. Like I learned from these questions, I would listen to people and I'm like, okay, yeah, what this person is saying is affecting them. Like all you need to do is actually listen, right? Like it's not too hard to like actually change your mind. If you're pinching someone, a person is telling you that this thing you're doing is hurting my feeling. You're not supposed to continue doing it. You're not supposed to tell them, I know I'm going to continue doing it. Like you're feeling that I'm varying. Yeah, like, like you're having a question, I'm like, yeah, this does not make any sense, right? You have to listen to this person. The person is saying that this thing that is happening hurts my feeling. This thing that you're doing does not make me feel good, right? It does not take anything from you to not do those things. I don't know, maybe it's the way may I see things. So I feel like it doesn't really take anything from people to like, you know, not do those things anymore. But like, again, People have people different, are people, yeah. people have different views and I think I said views. something in conversation with another guest was something not too dissimilar from life is simple, it's just not easy. Hmm. It's not that hard to be kind. In your words, it's not that hard to listen. And that's why I always say in all the iterations I can. I don't really care what community you belong to, yeah. what you identify with. All I care about is your ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Mm-hmm. Once you have that, we can be friends. Because once you have that defining trait, it means you'll be able to listen to my truth. And I would also be able to listen to your truth. And even though we agree to disagree, we can still find a mid-ground to make things flow. You know, and yeah. I don't even know if there was a question there. I don't know if there was an answer there. Again, just a heads up. Half the time, the episodes of Naked and Baked are for we that are talking, not completely for the listeners. So that, you know, when we hear certain things that we think and hear certain things that we are, it either, it either reaffirms it for us or we know that we need to grow from this or whatnot. So it's more often than not. It's not for, it's not for now. Now, when we don't hear, I'm like, don't listen to yourself. Like, ah, I said this and I feel like this, so it's true. That's why it also seems like I'm rambling, but I'm actually having a conversation with you. So thank you so much, Winnie the Pool, for coming on the pod. Uh, we're keeping you anonymous, aren't we? 
Yes, yes, we, we are. are. Because Winnie the Pooh, all he likes is honey. Yes. And that's probably why he's a whore. Yeah, I don't. I'm a retired whore, please. If you insist. If I you am insist. Retired. Right, so if you enjoy what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever channel you're listening on. Please don't forget to share with your friends. If you detested it, please don't forget to share with your enemies. As always, I remain Captain KV. You can follow the pod on Instagram at Naked and you can follow the pod on Twitter as Naked Big Pod. And all of this information basically is going to be available in the show notes. So don't be a stranger, shall we? Um, that doesn't sound right. And don't do drugs, kids. Just put on the herb. Peace out. I mean, one would argue that. Herbs are drugs. You'll be alright. <laughs> You'll be alright. These things usually come at the beginning of the episode, but it plays a role coming at the end of the episode, so previously on Naked and Baked. So that's what I think love is, if any of this has made sense. It's the combination of these three stages. These three things have to be one for it to be called love because in it is now the feeling of love, the sparks, the choice to keep the spark burning and the intentionality to make it grow, you know? Because again, at the end of the day, after you've moved the matchstick light to a candle, the candle too will eventually burn out and so there has to be a deliberate choice to want to move that candle then to a chandelier and that chandelier would now lead to the invention of the light bulb until the entire world is lit with the light of love with these thoughts being foundational to my idea of love the episode is season 8 episode 10 subscribe and catch up